This podcast is presented by 323 Entertainment. You can find this show and more wherever you stream podcasts and music. And while you're there, please follow, rate, and review. And if you want to help us continue to grow and get better while also getting exclusive releases and free merch, please support the 323 on Patreon at patreon.com slash 323read. You can subscribe for as little as $2. $2! That's patreon.com slash 323read, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 323-R-E-I-D. Are you ready? For some three-two-three football talk. Well, let me answer, let me answer that question by asking you two questions. One, is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two, do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. and gentlemen welcome to the 323 i'm your host reed murphy this is the sunday hangover edition as we like to do post four o'clock football on sundays when we're just sick and gross and tired from college football thursday night football saturday football friday night football all the freaking football I'm joined here on the podcast, voted People's Sexiest Podcast of the Year. Not by the magazine, just some people voted. With the sexiest man of the year, Scott Elia. I feel so honored, and I was one of those votes for this being the sexiest podcast. And so was I. We were people. Let us get started. Scott, Scott, are you feeling full from football? I'm feeling... That four o'clock Thanksgiving bloated feeling where you know that you're going to keep eating, but you're just so just overdone that I just have no more words. Can't even think straight right now. Let's start with the return of one of our favorite, favorite players, Cam Newton. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. Little boy? Little boy? Are you what they say in New York? Is you dumb? So you really think y'all Is you dumb? That's right. The Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, almost winning. MVP quarterback Cam Newton is back in Carolina after Scott's favorite fantasy quarterback, Sam Darnold, went down with a shoulder injury. Rightfully so. Rightfully so with the shoulder injury? 100%. (laughs) Did you see what Cam did today, Scott? I did see Cam what Cam did today. Good uh... God, Superman came back even when he's not the starter. 
and he let everybody in Arizona know that he was back. Mm-hmm. He literally said it. He said after the game, they asked him why. They said, "Did you? They said any reason why you wanted to yell that?" He said, "Well, last, you know, this time last week, I was just sitting around eating a bowl of cereal." <laughs> Which I think is a that's a interesting that's a bold choice cereal at four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Well, see, that goes with one of my hot takes that cereal is by far my favorite category of food of all time. But that's for another day. Um, but it just goes to show you just how much in shape that these guys have to be in. Because I know me, if I was eating cereal last week and they expect me to go out there and produce in any kind of a capacity, there's no way I'm doing it. Well, maybe it was the type of cereal. could have been Frosted Flakes. You see how Jack Tony the Tiger is. That's very true. He, Cam returning, he returned with a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown. P.J. Walker was the starter, and they got a big-ass win over the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray out with injury. I think they're actually kind of like saving him, trying to make sure he's good ahead of the playoffs. Absolutely. DeAndre Hopkins, though, little more, little more serious. That one's seeming seemingly lingering with him. We'll see how that goes into them. I mean, they already lost JJ Watt for the year. Trade deadline's gone. Didn't do much. And then you got LA surging. You got L.A. surging because they did lose one of their best weapons. If we're still talking injuries, they lost Robert Woods. He's been a super underrated wide receiver for the L.A. Rams. Tore his ACL at practice. But have no fear. The Rams used a little more of their Monopoly money, and they got a nifty replacement. Do you know who that replacement was, Scott? I do, but let's to, to build anticipation. How about you tell me who it was to make sure I wasn't dreaming when I saw that come across my screen? It was Odell Beckham Jr. Fin- wow. Finally released by the Cleveland Browns. Well, and- if you wanted to go to a contender, you can't get to a better contender than L.A. right now. No, and that's exactly what he wanted. I think he had it down, boiled down to the Kansas City Chiefs, New Orleans Saints, Green Bay Packers, and they said there were about like eight offers. I know Russell Wilson met with him personally after yeah, that, that, after that was, extremely dramatic comeback video from his finger injury. Yeah, that was one report that I saw that Seattle was making a big push at him. But if you think about the teams that are, are win-now scenarios, it's not New Orleans. It's not even Kansas City with their defensive issues. But it kind of comes down to the Packers and the Rams. And if you're Odell, where would you like to go play in the wintertime during the playoffs? Would you rather go play in L.A. or would you rather go play in Lambeau in the middle of the wintertime? 100%. And it's looking like the Rams could come out of that with the top seeding in the in a very hotly contested NFC. I mean, the AFC NFC is its own general. thing, but yeah, I mean, the I mean, in the AFC when the number 1 seed has, you know, 8 wins and then behind that you have Buffalo at 6, the, the NFC is a lot more closely a close a closer knit pack than the AFC is right now. 100%. Now we're still talking injuries. This is going to be a big effect. The Packers won today. They got a big win, shutting out the Seahawks. I believe the first time Russell Wilson's ever been shut out. Packers are 8-2. and two. They lost Aaron Jones. Stud of a running back. Don't know exactly the extent of his injury, but dude was in tears coming out of the medical tent. Do you think that's going to have a big effect on them? Um. I would have said yes if Dylan didn't show up to play after he went out. Um, I think right now the reports were saying that it might be a possible MCL issue. 
with Jones, but I think with Dylan coming in and actually producing multiple times, um, I think they'll be okay. But I think they have a lot bigger issues making sure that Aaron Rodgers, you know, actually suits up and plays on a week to week basis. Yeah, it helps that they have old thunder thighs. AJ Dillon, have you seen his legs? That have I? They they're definitely front and center on my screen. I I realized how terrible that I feel of myself after seeing his thighs are literally bigger than me, got, and he is just mowing people over. He's got tree trunk thighs. So it's going to be, it's not going to be too big of a miss. He wasn't the only injury today. TJ Watt suffered some, I believe, some knee and hip injuries. It's unclear how long he's going to be out. It wasn't, let's talk about that. The Steelers lose Big Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Everybody's complaining about him, talking about him being washed. They lose him, and it's time for, oh, it's time for my guy. You know what that music means. You know Dasher and Dancer and Mason Prancer Rudolph. TJ, or not TJ, what? Miles Garrett's favorite quarterback. <laughs> caved in the man's head. <laughs> he comes in. They actually almost lost to the Detroit Lions. It's old man Campbell on the lines. They tied the game 16 to 16. What was the uh, little fun fact that you gave out that somebody learned during the game? Who, me? Yes. Oh, no. Did I already forget this fun fact? Oh, <laughs> yeah. That Najee Harris apparently learned a new rule today and that games can end in ties in the NFL. I hate it. I hate ties. I know. That, I know that's like a soccer. That's like. That's massive for soccer fans, but I I fucking hate ties. Well, see, my thing about the ties in the NFL, it's playing more with the the standings right now in the AFC. The, the, nobody is going to – this is a very popular opinion. Nobody's counting the, the Lions to do anything this year. They are the worst team in football. They're projected number one overall pick in the draft next year. But if you look at, if you look at the AFC as a whole, between – one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven teams out of the whole AFC. And if you know math, you know that's only five teams short of the whole AFC conference. Everyone is pretty much essentially tied. Mm-hmm. So it's wide open the AFC. What is that loss? What's that tie going to really play into the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point for a, a potential playoff bid? What might be happening? I know that right now that they're ranked number five overall ahead of the New England Patriots, but if they walk away that they walk away from that game with that win. They are tied with tied for a second with Buffalo and Baltimore at that point. Right. And that's, that's why that was so massive for them. I mean, you just had Baltimore have a shocking loss on Thursday night to the dolphins to two injured quarterbacks on the dolphins between Jacoby Brissett and Tua. And then Cleveland just got their ass kicked by new England today. Mm-hmm. and Baker getting hurt again with another some type of leg injury this time. Uh, the AFC North is just fascinating to watch because it really could end up being Joe Burrow and Cincinnati taking it, or they might collapse with Zach Taylor at their head, as their head coach. He's very unproven. Baltimore, I still think, I still believe in Baltimore to be the leading Super Bowl contender from the AFC. 
but I don't know. Pittsburgh could. Pittsburgh. I mean, could. it all comes down to, I guess, Ben coming back and actually being healthy. Yes, I know it was just COVID. So, it, I mean, he's projected to come back probably next week. That seems to be the normal trend with everybody with these COVID protocols and stuff like that. So, um, and even though, yes, he is old, he has washed up. He is definitely not in the peak, the peak physical shape that he was in, if he ever was in peak physical shape, but the amount of experience that he brings to the field alone, you can see where that drop-off is just even today between him and Mason Rudolph, you give big Ben 50 pass attempts and I'm fairly confident he's going to walk away with a win. hundred percent. And you want, you want him and you don't want something to happen where Rudolph is your starter. We not Mm-mm. we love the Rudolph theme, but if he goes down, then you got this theme. <laughs> oh, Dwayne Haskins is coming in. We're just one good play away from Haskins hey, time in Pittsburgh. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need they, I don't maybe they just need to throw him out there and see what happens. But I think the only time that Mason Rudolph should ever be paying is whenever they are playing the Browns and possibly trying to rile up Miles Garrett again to get him off the field. That's a good. You know what? Let's do that. I want to see that rematch. I've been waiting for That's it. It's the only reason to put him back on that field. Just start jawing up Miles Garrett from across the line, from under center, trying to get a reaction out of him and get uh, Miles Garrett DQ to get out the game. And then as soon as he's out, pull Mason out, put, in, put in whatever quarterback you want to put in there. Speaking of irrational violence, <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've said anything about Philly, and I apologize to the people of Philly, to the great people of Philly. I actually went to Philadelphia for a legit trip and to see the place for the first time about a month or a little more ago. Went to go see John Mulaney there. He was awesome. He's amazing. Everybody support him. He needs the money. But the people of Philadelphia, not as bad as I make them out to be. But as sports fans, still god-awful. And they, they brought it out. It came out last week. We didn't even mention it. It completely skipped us. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni, did you hear what he said? No, I, I see. I must have missed this one too because, yeah, like we said, we talked, we had a whole show last week and we even talked about this. He was trying to defend the struggles the Eagles have been going through by describing them as a growing flower. Oh, my God. So. I believe that was two weeks ago. He comes back after the game last week when, or whenever it was that they got their asses destroyed. Some Eagles fan, they lived up to that expectation. They heard growing flowers, so they threw a whole bouquet of flowers right at his face. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he, he said he understood it. Message was loud and clear. <laughs> It's the, it just, and it just made me, it made me remember and love the Philly fans that I've learned to hate. And I believe that bouquet of flowers can make a great addition to the tribute to Philly. And was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them. Unlike Aguilar and his mishaps, I like to put that out there. (laughs) Ben Simmons, you crumb bum piece of shit. Philadelphian went there 
surprisingly uh, to himself, I'm sure, into the penalty box. A waste of fucking money. You got five points. Use a fucking bum. Get the fuck out of my city, you piece of shit. Shut up. Fuck you, pussy. That's <laughs> Ben Simmons. You fucking come bum. Get Ben Simmons the fuck out of my city. I don't want to see him. Get him the fuck out of here. You fucking bum. Five points. Kevin Herter outscored you. Who the fuck is Kevin Herter? Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team. Uh, there he is. The first part of that, the first part of being oh, smart is knowing what to do. Tell me. We're going to uh. we're going to know we're going to have systems in place Systems. that mm -hmm. are easier to learn. Okay, coach. All right, complicated oh. to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Right. Cuz when we can put that cuz we when we can learn our system and uh -oh. we can get good at our uh -huh. system, then our talent yep. can take over. Yeah. Less thinking equals talent take over, but we need to have systems in place and we will have systems in place to do so. Uh-huh. All of a sudden Santa Claus is dodging and ducking and there's a full stadium full of people just wailing away at Santa Claus. I actually remember feeling a little twinge of anxiety that they might really hurt Sam. I remember watching a fella make a snowball and th throw it at me. And, and I just walked up to him, you know, at the bottom of the wall there, and I said, you're not getting anything for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... Who the fuck is Kevin Herter? <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that at the end of it. Um, I will say, as much shit I think not only is just me and you as individuals give Philadelphia and Philadelphia fans and Philadelphia teams. I don't think anybody does it better than Philadelphians themselves. It's true. I think one of the most underutilized names that I need to start working back into my vocabulary is Crumbum. It's a quite delightful name to call somebody. Oh, and I just yeah. never think about calling it. And But Philadelphia, thank you. Hats off to you. Ben Simmons, you crumb bum piece of shit. <laughs> it, gets me, it gets me every time. Who the fuck is Kevin Herter? My question is, going back to his systems talk, if he's trying to implement systems that are so easy for the team to learn, mm -hmm. why are they 0-4 at home right now this season? Because, listen, you have to be smart. You have to be smart to understand the smart and the intelligence of a system. And when that breaks down, the smart comes through you don't seem dumb but you might come off as dumb you aren't dumb but the smart is there it's going to be there oh god <laughs> he was so that was the terrible. he was an actual real life embodiment of that michael scott clip from the office uh, where he's just saying he's like sometimes i just start talking and i don't know where i'm going he just it's like he's lost in the woods he's just trying to find his way out of that conversation again and that is a head coach in the nfl <sighs> Speaking of Ben Simmons and Ben's and then Ben Roethlisberger and then the Steelers. Here we go. How's that for a segue? We decided to try <laughs> something here at the 323. All the big sports shows have, you know, their big pick their big pick shows at the end of the week at Friday. So you can go out and bet and bet on these experts from TV, like Colin Coward's blazing five. Ugh. So figured 
the three two three should do this. We have experts. We have people that know this. We have that, as you described so eloquently, that Lego headed ass bitch, Raymond <laughs> Dubrel. He is an excellent gambler. He's an excellent fantasy player. I wanted to get his picks. I figured he could kill it here with our NFL picks, but I also wanted to play a little social experiment. Not only would we have our expert in-game picks picking five NFL games for you, we decided to get Griffin. Now, some of you might remember Mr. Griffin Wolbert from the NFL preview show. He does not know shit about the NFL, at least not from the last five years. If there was a way to describe it of less than that, it would be less than that. Exactly. He somehow got finessed into naming Ray's fantasy team and let Ray, he paid to name Ray's fantasy team and Ray ended up giving the name to him. Right. So that's Griffin. <clears throat> so I want to do a new segment every week called, well, Ray's picks versus Griffin's picks, but that doesn't sound sexy enough. It's going to be Rick's versus Grick's. I like it. But. Griffin was taking forever to get the picks to me. So I had to call in a backup, Sarah Herrera, who might know even less. She came in, gave me some picks for it. Then Griffin sent the picks. So this week for the inaugural edition of Ricks versus Gricks, it's going to be Ricks versus Gricks versus six. What could go wrong? Everything. So... (laughs) The games I gave them were the Falcons-Cowboys, Bills-Jets, Lions-Steelers, Patriots-Browns, and Titans-Saints. Here's how it went. Let's start with the six. Sarah came in worse at three and two. She picked the Cowboys, win. She picked the Bills, win. She picked the Steelers. Should we call that a lose or a push? Uh, I mean, it's a loss in fan- in like gambling. Right. I mean, you just get your money back at that point. Right. Um, yeah, I guess we can give it. I guess we can get I mean, because let's be honest. The, the Steelers should have won that game. Right. So I don't know if we should give them the win or if we should give them a loss because they shouldn't even have been that close to the Lions at that point. If anything, the Lions should get the win and the Steelers shouldn't get the loss at this point. We'll call it 3-1-1 one, and one for Sarah. We'll go with that. Sarah. As much as we hate ties, but I guess we'll leave it with this. Right. So, and she picked the Titans to beat the Saints. She also picked the Browns to beat the Patriots. That did not happen. The six start out three, one, and one. The Griffin Gricks. Well, no, we'll save him for last because he actually gave reasons. Ray has an argument, and I'll let you settle it. I'm ready. Ray picked the Cowboys. They won. He picked the Bills. They won. He picked the Patriots. They won. He picked the Titans. They won. Steelers-Titans. He picked the Steelers at first. Then Roethlisberger went out with COVID. He messaged me immediately, said, I'm taking the Lions. I'm like, all right, I'll switch it out. Neither of them won. He messages me right after the game ends in a soccer term, nil, and (laughs) says, shouldn't I get the win because I picked the Steelers and the Lions? What do you say? No. No? No. If you look at at this from a pure sports betting just frame of mind if you go in there and you make a bet towards one team 
Like, oh, no, I changed my mind. I just want to go in there and bet against the other team. Are you still going to get your money back since neither team won? No, we're going to break your fucking arm. Right. They're coming after you. Okay. So, if it, well, and then would he, so, and the only other thing too would have been like, so, I mean, I'm sure you permitted this, the, the, the team change or the, the, the actual prediction change because it was before the line, the Steelers game actually started. I did. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. This that, was that last night. Behind. Right. Okay. And no, we'll, I mean, we'll try to make this more transparent too in the future I will, where I want to have them on earlier in the week so you can hear right. their picks. I'm leaning towards saying, yes, he gets to win because even with what well, even I was about to say, even though Sarah and Griffin knew that Roethlisberger wasn't going to be in there and they still went with the Steelers. But then again, they probably didn't know that was even going to be a thing. Um, I'll give Ray the slight edge because he had that that foresight of knowing, OK, Roethlisberger is out. The Lions are probably going to squeak away with this win. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so far in Ricks versus Gricks versus six. Sarah, 3-1-1. One, and one. Ricks, 4-0-1. Oh, on to Griffin, the Gricks. Now, Griffin needed to cheat a little bit. He enlisted the help of his father, who does not watch as much football. Who He watches some, doesn't know that much. He's slightly a little bit more knowledgeable than Griffin. They gave reasons. So, shout out to Griffin's dad, Paul Poop Wolbert, as they yeah. call him. What a name. Griffin chose the Cowboys because, as he said, everything's bigger in Texas, winky face. He also... Sh- Wait, he also- did he verbally say winky face or did he send you a winky face? He sent me a winky face. I verbally okay. said winky face. I think it's a little okay. more seductive to verbally say winky face. Right. He also had the Bills. He said shout out to Buffalo Sauce. He took the Steelers. Because, as Paul said, my friend Owen told me the Lions are having a rough time. That is a loss. Oh, no, that's a tie. He took the Titans. Said, I've got nothing for this one. And then he took the Patriots in a close one. Ain't no bias here. Just fucking robot cars and some Duncan. (laughs) So... In the and if anybody remembers from last time Griffin was on the show, he already professed his love for the Patriots organization. So that comes at no shock to anybody. And Boston as a whole. Right. So in the inaugural week of this social experiment, Ricks versus Gricks, Sarah probably eliminated unless Griffin's sick again. Yeah. But Ray versus Griffin, they are both 4-0-1. Oh, and one. and I'll game. give Ray the slight edge because he knew that the Lions would probably win that game. But I mean, he had he had knowledge. Griffin had no idea that anybody was in. Co- as far as he could have been concerned, the entire backups could have been playing. Well, well, that's that's Griffin's fault. That's more Owen's fault. Oh, Owen, and then Paul's fault. Damn, fucking Paul. Fucking Paul. You know what pick I made today? What? And it won me a good uh chunky amount on DraftKings because. Ooh, what you bet? I bet $10. I ended up winning 41 on what? picking the motherfucking Washington football team to beat Tampa uh, Bay. I knew it. That's fucking right. I will he, say congratulations to that is, win. You can tell me that 
Taylor Heineke is officially the GOAT. After I've been furious with him and the team itself over the, you know, the last few weeks, it's been a miserable season. But Taylor Heineke came in against the GOAT, Tom Brady, through, what was it, two interceptions? Is it two? Yeah, Brady threw two bad interceptions. Yeah, two touchdowns, two picks. Mm, mm, mm. Washington got the upset of the day, 29-19 to against Tampa Bay. Ooh, Putting more money in Snyder's day. pocket. Oh, don't make me feel bad about it. I got a sour somehow. Strangely enough, even though Taylor Heineke's stat line was very strong, 26 of 32 for 250 and a touchdown, um, I will say I would love to have seen what that offense would have done if he wasn't sacked five times. Yeah. Um, and then also he is still not my sneaky MVP of that game. Really? Yep. Who you got? My MVP would be your guys' most recent signing being Joey Sly. Yes. Yes. Stafford County boy. Stafford County, yeah, Virginia. You, you gotta look, yeah, you gotta look about, you know, he put up what one, two, three, three, three full goals. So he counted for nine points of that 29 and then you put in the extra points for each of those touchdowns mm -hmm. without Joey Sly's leg that you guys probably wouldn't have won the game that's true shout out to Joey Sly we so, got rid of our kicker aptly named Chris Blewett who who could have seen this happening I am getting cut it's not like he blew it <laughs> no, I mean, I think Joey Sly, I think Taylor Heineke was definitely the mastermind behind that win. So kudos and hats off to, to Taylor Heineke. I think that's a very big feather in his cap, you know, to keep pushing forward as a starter in Washington at this point. Um, but I think Joey Sly is something that has been lacking in Washington for a while. That's actually some kind of reliable kicker. Um, does die for a season or two, and then for some reason he just hit that wall and couldn't do it. He's now in where? He's in not San Diego. He's in L.A. with the Chargers now. Uh, Dustin Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. You blew out for a second, but we'll just all we all we really needed to know is that you said Washington is infinitely better than Tampa Bay. Oh, infinitely better. We're really the Super Bowl winners for last season because we were rigged and it was stolen from the goat Taylor Heineke for that pretty boy. Well, we'll, we'll consider this our reparations on our way to our back-to-back -back Super Bowl win this uh, this season. Um, you mean our back-to-back? -back? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Do you really want Washington to win a Super Bowl right now under Daniel Snyder's regime, or would you rather him keep losing so that way it forces him out? And then your boy Jeff Bezos comes in, buys up the team, and then they start doing some things. Ooh, and I get all the Washington games on Prime. Yep. Hell yeah. He's his own sponsor. Oh, Washington. You make me so happy. It was almost the best thing I saw today, but you know what? It didn't quite make the cut for the newest segment that we have. Look at all these new segments. Ricks versus Gricks. The Mason Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer song. All of it. But our newest segment called The Best Thing We Saw This Week. Doesn't really have anything to do with Candy or Sammy Davis Jr., but hey, it's a happy feeling song. Oh, it absolutely is. Scott, what is 
the best thing that you saw this week? We want to. I want to do this every week. I want to get some positivity. We've been doing "Who Hurts You," and while right. that's, while that song is great, we don't need to. You know, that's not the way we need to bring in FSU every week. No, especially after this weekend. Yeah, that barn burner of what might be going in down in one of you know, the next classic Miami Florida State game of this decade. Mm-hmm. How did Jordan that go? Travis. Because I did. I was anticipating that game, and I did not watch it at all. It was. I was sitting at the edge of my seat. We were no, we were blowing them. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, you were. Hell no, yeah. No, we were we were blowing them out up into the first half. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. End of the end of the second quarter. Um, it was twenty-seven going to halftime. Like, okay, we got this. You know, let's just keep the gas down, and keep on going. And then one thing led to another, and then Miami quickly got up to twenty-eight to zero, twenty-eight to twenty. So we went; they went three on three on inter touchdowns, and then Jordan Travis just orchestrated that wonderful come from behind victory in the game, thirty-one to twenty-eight. And what some to another another thing that people learned today uh, this weekend is that if you try to spike the ball with under three seconds left in the game game over and that's how Miami lost and they took that drive back down 95 crying say that say that rule one more time because I don't think I've ever heard of that yeah so if you go to try to spike the ball to kill Mm -hmm. the clock um, and if it's under three seconds it's an immediate game over wow Shout yeah, out to Miami for teaching us something. Yeah, because uh, their, their quarterback, Van Dyke, I think when I was watching it, there was like two seconds left on the clock. Um, people thought he was trying to get a quick snap to do the last Hail Mary, last second play. And nope, he took a couple, took three steps back, threw it right at the ground to kill the clock for one second left. And nope, run it off. Wonderful. Well, congratulations. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. Getting I'm the happy win. for me. Yeah. Even though we're still four and six, um, we got a big 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 game coming up in two weeks against florida so i hope we can go two and oh in the uh not the natty but in the the stadium that is florida and wiping wiping it clean with miami and florida mm-hmm. hopefully next week a little bit better versus boston college get a little buffer game in there but last game of the season is going to be the one to watch that's right and you know what i'm very happy i don't know if you know the dan levitard show with Stu Gatz. i do yeah so that's one of my favorite. It's an inspiration to me. And for the three, two, three, I love Dan Levitard. I love the work that he does. I love the work he does to promote diverse faces and voices. And it's an inspiration for this. They also have one of somebody on the show has listened to this show before. They gave no. it a comp. They gave it a compliment on their Reddit page when I, you know, was spamming Reddit pages with this show. Wow. And they gave a compliment to it. And I believe they stole our, uh, you know, Emily's top five butts for a segment one time. Son of a bitch. Those sons of, she's giving middle fingers right now, just like Poppy. Son of a bitch. Except I did it better. Except she did it better. She did have the better butts. Yeah, theirs made no sense. No sense whatsoever. But the. the, If you're going to steal a segment, steal it right. That's right. And the thing about their show is they're a very Miami proud show. And especially the University of Miami. They hype it up every week. They talk you, the U every week. And they have a right. lot of heartbreak, just like this show does with FSU, <laughs> which has almost, almost become like the official 
almost the official football school for this show because it's main, the main one we've talked about. So I'm happy that you got a win against the Levitard show. Me too. Look at you. Take that, Dan and Stu. Yeah. And whomever stole a segment from Emily. And Peepo, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's almost the best thing I saw this week. The best thing I saw this week, though, came today, and it actually inspired this last-minute segment. And it was during the Seahawks-Packers game. Seahawks got shut out at home. Pete Carroll was just irritated all game. There came a play where he needed to challenge something. Don't know what the challenge was. It didn't matter. He could not find his challenge flag. He's furiously looking for it before (laughs) anything can happen. He just throws out the first thing he finds. It's an electric hand warmer out of his pocket. Just pulls that bitch out and just skims it like a skipping stone over a river. Right in front of the ref. Oh. Oh. It was just delightful. It just made my day at work. It was the best thing I saw this week. And I, I'm very tired from working two jobs and doing school full-time, so I can't really remember anything else. My question would be, is that, that challenge flag, every coach has it in a very specific location. Belichick keeps it in his sock. Mm-hmm. People back pocket. I don't know. Maybe he's just getting up there in old age, and he's just forgetting where things are going on. Maybe he was just distracted from having, not having DK anymore for the rest of the game. That's right. Um, but you'd think that he would have known where the flag was. You would have thought, but, you know, he's old. What is he, the oldest coach in the NFL, I think? He's the oldest? I believe so. I don't know. Do I have to look this up really quick? We should probably look it up while I stall and talk about the ages of certain other coaches. I mean, Belichick is in his upper 60s. I believe Carroll It is is Pete Carroll. Yeah, I believe he's 72. He is 67. Wow, I apologize to Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no. Wait, how old is he? Is he in his 70s? Did is I do he, my math wrong? Is he still with us? Well, turn, yeah, he, I was wrong. Uh, he, he, I did my math wrong. He'll be turning 71 in September. So, yep, he's a fresh 71. I take back my apology, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, will give it, I will give it to him. He does not look 71. He definitely looks old, but he does not look 71 old. No, he looks like a much better, much better shape and happier Dustin Hoffman. You wouldn't think that he's two years older than Bruce, Bruce Arians, who definitely is visibly old. Oh, yeah. But he's also had health issues. But Bell Belichick, he's just like grumpy cat. Oh, yeah. No, that just comes to the very stoic person he is in the cold, having to keep the scrunched up face all the time. It's just he's just an angry, angry person. Angry. It's a big surprise on who comes at number six on this list. I would have had him a lot higher. I would at least have him cracking the top five. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the three, two, threes top five. Oh, shit. Here we go again. That's right. Improvised impromptu top five. It's top five. Oh, here we go. Oldest coaches in the NFL. <laughs> Minus John Gruden, who... Ugh. What do you got for us, Scott? Number five, the fifth oldest head coach the in the fifth, NFL. Fifth oldest head coach in the NFL right now is Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings at the age of 65. 
you said at the age of 65 while the loser game 65. show host came out <laughs> 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 because we lost our fanfare somehow and budgetary cuts uh. oh so mike zimmer of the minnesota vikings he is the fifth oldest head coach in the nfl yep. who who is number four Number four is an end that we've already heard from earlier today. We had a nice little segment about him earlier. Your Philadelphia Eagles health coach, David Culley, at the ripe age of 66. I remember everything about my father. <laughs> it's like open auditions for the new fanfare. <laughs> so you said that was David Culley? He's of the Houston Texans, right? No, David Culley. Oh, yeah, of the Houston Texans. I don't know why I said Eagles. Because yeah, I know he used to coach for the Eagles. But yes, of the Houston Texans. Okay. All right. 66. He is number four. Who is number three on the list? Three comes at a bit of a surprise because he definitely looks older than what he really is. And that's Bruce Arians of the back-to-back losing Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, happy day. Knew that was coming. How old is he? Uh, He is 69. Oh, nice. Fresh 69. Nice. Who's number two on the list? Number two will be Bill Belichick, who also turned 69 this year back in April. So he out he is older than him by just a couple months. Everyone knows who he coaches for. It was just the new the Patriots. Shout out to Griffin. Congrats who the fuck is Kevin Harder? <laughs> and finally, and number, the yeah, oldest. number one. It goes to your Pete Carroll, 71 years old this year. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. We kind of spoiled number one, but it's fine. I'm so, so surprised. I figured he would have been a lot older. Andy Reid, only 63. Good for Andy Reid? I I would have figured he had been a lot older than that, than just 63. For real? Goodness. Okay. Yeah, but Pete Carroll takes the helm of the oldest head coach ever, taking that away from Romeo Cornell from last year when he had that little impromptu stint when uh, Bill O'Brien left the Texans. Well, shout out to Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks who lost 17 to nothing and are now 3-6. and six. So Pete Carroll might lose that title by the end of the year. Who knows? We'll see how the season goes. Oh, happy day. Maybe go maybe go to USC. Maybe go back to USC. Did you say, oh, happy day? I said, oh, happy day. It is a happy day. It's been a happy show, too. Scott Elliott, thank you for joining. Thanks for having me, as always. Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Sunday Hangover. Don't forget, we have a new show here in the 323 Network called Emily Sissel Asks What If. You can find it now on Spotify. You can find it on Google. It is coming to Apple at some point. Episode 2 of the show drops either tomorrow or Tuesday, sometime here in the early week, but it's already on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash 323read spelled R-E-I-D Not that R-E-E-D shit. Fuck all of them. Nobody likes those reads. And as even As Reed a proud Richards. Patreon supporter myself, I will say it was a fantastic episode. Didn't you like it? Did, do you want to give us like a quick preview? Quick five-second preview, ten-second preview? 
Nope, because if people would support you on Patreon, they would get the preview themselves. That's if right. They'd, they'd entice them to actually be part of it. Only $2. It's a $2 minimum. I mean, you can do more for you know bigger perks, and I suggest getting those perks. You can customize your own episode of this show. Oh, God. Oh, happy day. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to one of those days. And you can even get a shirt. Shirts are coming to you, Scott. You still haven't gotten your shirt, but I have a shirt, and it's a beautiful shirt. Shout out to her. I have one of your shirts. You can have. Can I come over? Can I come over to your to your house Mm -hmm. and rummage through your clothes and take one of your shirts? You know what? You can, and anybody that gets the highest tier subscription of the (laughs) Patreon page, (laughs) one of Reed's personal shirts, you can come to my house and wear one of my shirts. I will give you the shirt off of my back. (laughs) Scott, thank you for joining. Ladies and gentlemen listening, thank you for listening. Stay safe. We will talk to you soon. And listen to Emily Sissel asks, what if? It's awesome. It's my best producing yet. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Bye, everybody.